Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. It's episode 40. We actually have a lot of sports topics lined up for this one. We're going to talk wild. We're going to argue about the Wolves some more. We're going to get to the Twins later. And we're also going to get to where we're just going to sit back and enjoy it as Clarence and Stu discuss the top five songs off of Fleetwood Mac's Rumors album. So look forward to that. Uh, first, everybody who's here needs to say hi. Uh, Brandon is in icy Dallas, which given that it's minus five here right now, I couldn't be happier about. Hey, Festers. Uh, Clarence is, as always, in the South Metro, undisclosed location. What's up, fuckers? And last but not least is Stu, who has pants and slacks, slacks and pants, near him right now. Hey, guys. Uh, how's it going? That's going to be a little tough to explain. Before we actually get going, I want to mention our our, our good buddy, Wade, maybe the biggest supporter of this podcast in terms of always being positive about it he donated some more money he said he got his bonus and decided to share a little bit of it with us really at this point he i think we can call him the presenting sponsor of this podcast he's on twitter at gadfly2727 you should really follow him if you're not already following him just go ahead and follow him he's a nice guy he's a funny guy everybody likes him and we just can't thank him enough for giving us money, which we have no idea what to do with, to support this podcast. What a mensch. I don't Thank know. What, does anybody have any ideas yet of what we're going to do with it? We had a catch-up budget for Clarence, but he didn't use it. Well, I thought that the idea long ago was to send Stu to terrible concerts and make him live-tweet the experience. That yeah, was a good idea. I'm, I'm all in favor of doing that. I'm, You know, I've, there's always terrible concerts here, because like, St. Cloud is like right on the, you know, 1980s, 90s, uh, faded hair metal band circuit. So we'll get your firehouses and your tricksters <laughs> if, we, if they come through here with some frequency. That sounds yeah, genuinely uh, enjoyable. Uh, Hinkley and then move west, right? <laughs> I think yeah, what we were looking much. for was to send you to, like, Kenny Chesney concerts and that oh, sort of thing. Well, I, that, those are a little spendy, though. I mean, he's, like, got some popularity, whereas, like, you know, um, like if, if Winger shows up, I could probably get in for, like, 10 bucks or something. <laughs> I can probably get on beast or something. I was going to say you joined the band for 10 bucks. <laughs> sure. Although it also would be fun if we could send everybody who lives in Minnesota to a Johnny Holm band concert. 
and see which one of us gets in a fight and which one of us ends up making out with a cougar because those are the things <laughs> that always happen to Johnny, happen to Johnny Holm. You guys are familiar with Johnny Holm, right? I'm not just making that up off the top of no, my head. No, based no, no, no. I, I absolutely am. Yes, This, this isn't going to be like last week when I was making up Christmas songs. <laughs> yeah, He's that from was Fargo. A... He's from Fargo? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hmm. Have we, we haven't had a Buck Rock and Roll Zoom Off update for a while either. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're in jail. The updates, well, the updates yeah. slow down when you're in jail. Yeah, yeah. yeah he's got an hour free time. and The update is that he got moved from license plates to the laundry room. <laughs> <laughs> I would like it if this podcast was the number one source of buck rock and roll Zoomhoff journalism. I think we are. I, I, think, I think we probably already yeah. are. But It's two updates now. Yeah. That's probably more than anybody else. Yeah. yeah. All right. Let's start with the actual sports topics with the Vikings. I want to I wanna go through a little bit of what they're looking at for the rest of their schedule and what everybody else around them is looking at and so what we can expect draft-wise. The Vikings have Philly and Cincinnati and Detroit left, all the teams with winning records. So you would think they would be favored to lose all three, but at the same time, it wouldn't completely surprise me if they won two out, two out of three of those somehow. Anybody yeah, they've been actually competitive, which is which really, I don't really like. Tough to watch. It's not what I want to see right now. But let's no. look at the teams around them. Number one, they're not going to catch Houston for the number one pick. I believe, John. I think they can catch them. But in order for that to happen, Houston has to win two games out of Indianapolis. Who's going to kill them? You can come up with all kinds of excuses on why it can't happen, John. No. You can spend your whole life coming up with excuses on why things might not happen. We sat. You sat here and told me that there's no chance they're going to catch Jacksonville earlier. That's true. Nobody I did say that. It. I did you say did. that. And here we are, not even talking about Jacksonville. We're talking about we're talking about Houston. So I believe. Okay. I, I still do. I I still think they can get it. Um, I believe in the incompetence of this this team. But um, I think they. Here's but, the real question: Do we agree that Houston is definitely picking a quarterback with the possible number one pick they'll have? They've got. Yeah, you, they've they've already benched Mad Shab for Case Keenum, and it's not like Case Keenum is setting the world on fire. And they they keep switching him back and forth every game for yeah. some reason. Yeah. No, I could see it happening. I can see a lot of things happening. I I told you, um, I, you know, I've been sick here this week, and I woke up from a fever dream where I had envisioned <laughs> them hiring Kevin Sumlin and him drafting. Johnny Manziel want first overall. Like I saw it clear as day. You know the the draft, him going up to the yep. to the you know on stage with uh, what's his name, the big ass redheaded goofball commissioner, Roger Goodell. Hammer. Yeah, um, I saw it all. Something like that could happen. They could go a completely different direction and take Clowney and say we're going to build on defense and do something goofy. They're the Houston Texans. They could do something goofy like that. Yeah. You know what? So I'm not gonna... You know what is worrying about worrying me about this conversation? If this actually happens, if the Houston Texans hire Kevin Sumlin and draft Johnny Manziel first of overall, we're going to have to admit that Clarence is having prophetic dreams. Prophet- <laughs> Scary. <laughs> and then, I don't live in that world. That is there is a whole host of consequences that goes with that that I don't want to think about. Well, oh, the nice just... thing is that's the first and last line of our suicide notes. <laughs> I'll tell you how you each will die too. If that, I'll I'll have more fever dreams, and I'll let you each know. 
All right, so we're thinking Houston will pick a quarterback. Washington. Yeah, they're in the driver's seat. Yeah. I mean, it's Indy, Denver, Tennessee. Yeah, yeah. they can sneak. Indy's looked like shit a lot of the year. So is Tennessee. Mm-hmm. So they could sneak one out, but I don't see them winning two out of three. Mm-hmm. They don't want to. Um, the way they switch at quarter, quarterbacks every quarter, that's there's a reason they're doing that, right? Yeah. They're trying to lose. Good for them. They're going to have the, the new coach deal. It, it always happens when you get a brand-new coach, even if he's bad, um, things turn around. And uh, weird things happen when you get a brand-new coach, breathe some life maybe into the team. See, I could see it happening where they win two or three because okay. they got the coach. Um Wacker right away won a bunch of games. Just because he's different. You know, Christ, anybody can win a couple games. All right. Yeah. So, so next on that list is Washington, who's in a complete and total tailspin. But the likes of which we haven't seen in a while. I mean, yeah. this is a, this yeah, is a pretty they, hilarious they the, tailspin. They think the Vikings look flat and normal. Yeah. I mean, they're just, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, just, I mean they might they got stuff going on there. They might honestly have a team fight on the sidelines at some point. Like the it's offense squares off against Snyder the and Shanahan. Yeah, or something like that. <laughs> Somebody is going to fight on the sidelines in the last three games. But here's the thing. There's no way they're picking a quarterback, are they? They're not picking at all because St. Louis has their pick. I know. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's right. Sorry. St. Louis is not picking a quarterback. That's what I should have said. Oh, but St. Louis. Actually, they might. I mean, with Bradford, this is like, what, his second or third season-ending injury already? True, but he's yeah. got two years left on his contract. I know, but, I mean, at this point, they almost have to, don't they? What's mm-hmm. more likely, that Sam Bradford is um, on St. Louis next year or on the Vikings next year? <laughs> Ooh, that's Ooh. a talker. Oh, I that's don't a talker. Might happen. It, and it's not so much... It very well happen. Even if St. Louis doesn't want to take a quarterback, all it takes is one team to want to swoop down mm-hmm. and uh, trade with them. And so you got to worry about that too. And even if a team isn't, St. Louis is going to say, "Oh, we got an offer on the table, Vikings. Do you guys want to trade up and so you can get your quarterback?" And then Spielman, you know, gives away the sells the farm for fucking uh, Iqbal's or whatever the hell this guy's name is from Puxatawney State. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Fuck, we're so fucked. I don't even like thinking about this stuff. Why are we talking about this? Dude, you were optimistic like three minutes ago. Yeah. You you were hashtag believing. But then I started thinking about that they're probably going to keep that. See, that's the problem. Around. you got to stop thinking, man. Good point. It's normally, not a problem. Uh, it's normally not a problem for me. <laughs> All right, yeah, so, no, that's good. So after St. Louis comes Atlanta, who's also 3 and 10 who plays Washington next week. So somebody's got to go to a four wins there unless they... Something's got to give. Something's got to yeah. give, you would think. I just made that up, John, that, that saying. But here, here's I've the seen, thing. Something's got to give. After, after Washington, Atlanta has San Francisco and Brandon and Clarence's kitty cats. That's exactly what I was hoping would happen. <laughs> so they're finishing 4-12 and 12 at best, 3-13 and 13 at worst. So, but here's the thing: they're not picking a quarterback either because they just signed Matt Ryan to a 50-year contract. Yeah, and he's he's legitimately good. I think they may trade the pick, or well, at that point, it doesn't matter, right? Because there's probably only going to be one quarterback left, uh, one quarterback out there, and that's Bridgewater, and he's gone anyway. So, what do we give? What do, what do we care at this point? So, I don't know. yeah, after that, after the Vikings, the Vikings are fourth right now. Comes five teams that are four and nine: Oakland, Jacksonville, Cleveland, Tampa, and Buffalo, and all of them are going to pick a quarterback, right? No, Tampa Bay likes Mike Glennon. Nobody likes Mike Buffalo Glennon. Buffalo likes EJ Man- They just drafted Manuel last year. They're going to keep yeah, him. Yeah, but didn't as well. they draft him in like yeah. the 11th round? 
I think he was no. a first or second rounder, wasn't he? Yeah, second, yeah. Yeah, they like him. He's got a, I would be pissed off if I was Buffalo and we already gave up on Manuel. Yeah. Right. Um, and again, we're not talking about like four quarterbacks here. We're talking about Bridgewater. And that's probably it, unless this Blake Bortles, who I, I mean, I'm pretty sure that's not a real pe- person. No. Um, it's a some sort of typo on ESPN, which is unfortunate because it's getting kind of near draft time. Um, so, I mean, but yeah, that's – yeah. Um, good fake name, though. Mm-hmm. Not bad. Blake like, Bortles. Halfway believable. Um, and then there's Manziel, right, and Carr. I think those are the kind of the four guys supposedly going to be first-rounders. I don't know if they're top of their first round. I don't uh, want to – Is there like – I don't I pay much attention to the draft. Does it move around a lot from now oh, to yeah. the actual? Oh, yeah. oh absolutely. David Carr wasn't even in the first. I mean, he wasn't in the top half of the first round, and now he's everybody's got him going like third or fourth overall. And Johnny Manziel will go to the combine, and he won't be able to throw a ninety-five yard out as well as somebody wants, and then he'll get two on the wonder lake, and everyone will start wondering about his makeup. Wow. And, He's right. so tiny. He'll take his shirt off at the at the combine. He'll be like, "What? The, there's like, this who let in the, the ten year old boy? <laughs> get the fuck out of here, water it's boy! A, yeah. a, take your little brother to work day. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, He's just way too. Small. So this conversation is making me think that we're not Johnny Manziel fans on this podcast. That we would not He's like just... that day. I just I don't, don't know. know if there's a uh, somebody to compare him to. I think we've probably have talked about it before, but he's what six feet tall and not two hundred pounds, right? He's tiny. Yeah, yeah. Um, he's wee. He's wee. He's a wee man. Well, um, <laughs> we do know our our mutual friend Michael Rand has been agitating for him to for for him well, to I, come to Minnesota. <sighs> he thinks he's the new Brad Favre. He works in the media, and he's going to bring headlines and all that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it makes sense for he makes sense for him to want that. Exactly. Take a year off. Right 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 yeah. In, in the modern the NFL, you still need to to make a a pass from the pocket, and I don't know. As we've seen with Christian Potter, if you can't make a pass from the pocket, you you're worthless. You in the modern NFL, you, the read option is nice; it's fine, but you you can't just rely on that. You, you got to be able to make a pass from the pocket. Yeah, I mean, can, can he do it? I don't know. Maybe he can. I mean, he lit up Alabama's defense like nobody else has been yeah. able to do. I mean, it was really, really, really impressive, and he makes I some great throws. It just, I just, if he was, if there was some successful quarterback with that physical uh, makeup, then I would feel a lot better about it. But like, okay, Michael Vick is pretty short, but he was way thicker than than Manziel. That's right. Uh, um, Wilson from. The Seahawks, short, but also he's super stocky. There's no one just that tiny. Talking like Doug Flutie at this point, right? Yeah. Um, and now we're getting into like crazy once-in-a-generation exception. So I don't know what to think. I mean, I would be, I'd be excited <laughs> to get him because it's a quarterback. I love that comparison, Doug Flutie. That's a perfect comparison for Johnny Football. Yeah. I just want to uh, say thick in the britches. Thick in <laughs> the britches. We need someone thick in the britches. <laughs> well, and it's, that, uh, that's what we're getting at, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. He okay, might get away okay, with it in college, but I mean, like Julius Peppers, he will if he gets a hold of Johnny Manziel, he will kill him. It'll be like wrestling. He'll put him up above his head and like spin him in a circle, like a pinwheel. <laughs> you know, he'll like spin him in a circle. <laughs> he won't tackle him right away. He's just gonna tackle no, him. Of course, he'll play with him like a like a mouse with a kitten. You know, like a kitten with a mouse. It's like a kill him right away. He's gonna play with him. Yeah, Throw him up the in the air. Bat him around, yeah. Then he'll kill him. 
Then he'll break him over his knee, and Johnny Manziel will be dead. Just to point out, I gotta believe that will draw a 15 yard penalty. I don't know the rules real well, but probably worth it. So worth it. Yeah, so I don't know what to think. Um, So those are the four first rounders at this point, and like you guys said, there's probably a chance that there'll be other guys that jump up into it. So at this point, they're not—they're not going to get the number one pick, so they're not going to get Bridgewater. I don't really give a shit where they pick anymore. I think I'm done rooting for them to tank. I don't really know. I mean, I guess it makes sense to move up a little bit just because you have—it's another asset. Every every pick you move up is more valuable, but the fun is out of it now that Marietta's gone. You know? Yeah, but- uh, Brandon, can you can you set the draft aside? I, I understand where you're coming from. I don't agree, but I understand where you're coming from. Can you set uh-huh. aside the draft? You, you don't want them to tank anymore because you don't care about the draft. Can you set that aside and, and root for them to tank because it gives yeah. it's the chance of all the coaches and the GMs yeah. getting fired. I'm That's, back. I'm they went past three games, and maybe Ziggy's like, oh, look at some momentum. We bring, yeah, you know, they got figured something out, learned something. They really but gelled. That's right, but if they're three and what would they end up being? Three and thirteen and three, one, three, three, three and one, three twelve and one. Yep. Uh they gotta fire everybody. Yeah, I love that. I love it. I waffled a bit, but I appreciate it, man. I'm right back on board. Good. Good. I have. I have. <laughs> I don't know if I'm the only one. Um, I have cheered harder against these Vikings than I've cheered for them most of my life. I mean, I'm talking about right. like some really hardcore fist pumps. When uh, Patterson ran that back last weekend, I was catatonic. I was. So- <laughs> <laughs> uh, and it was surprisingly easy to just decide to cheer on the opposite end of these games. Um, I'll tell you what, I've never laughed harder than I laughed while Jacoby Jones was taking that kickoff back to the house. What a moment. That was funny stuff. Boy. Funny, oh, funny stuff. Um, yeah, so I am really, really rooting for them to, to clean house. Give it to, a, I don't know, Art Bryles or something. Art Bryles Seems isn't leaving Texas? No, I mean justified? the state of Texas. Art for Justified? Yeah. He'd be awesome. He's good. He's good. He's got his shit together. Yeah. I do like Art. God damn it, Raylan. <laughs> Johnny Football will be the Raylan of next year. It'll be great. Oh. He's trying to rein him in. You know, oh. you see you don't care there about draft go. position, but the point I was trying to make with that whole discussion of remaining schedules and teams around him and stuff is that they could pick ninth in this draft and still pick the sixth quarterback taken. Fairly <laughs> easily. <laughs> Yeah, no, I mean, they're going to be anywhere from, I don't know, odds are probably saying they're going to be, what, anywhere from third to sixth, I'm guessing? Third to sixth? First. Okay, okay. If you want to believe, I love it. (laughs) Go for it. Um, But let's, Bridgewater will be gone, Connie will be gone, and then who the hell knows after that, right? Mm -hmm. Clarence, have I told you recently that there's a uh, Notre Dame lineman that's supposed to be top five? You told me there's like some defensive tackle. Yeah, just some shitty tackle. Didn't we just pick a defensive tackle here? Yeah, but not yeah, Notre Dame, baby. Go Irish. Yeah. Did that defensive oh. tackle we picked last year do anything this year? He's yeah, he like of, it. Of, of the three first rounders, he's the one who's been said whose name has been said the least. You don't. I thought it. Yeah, I forgot completely. Yeah. Rhodes is actually looking really good. I, I do want to. It's true. We're gonna. Have Tear Spielman, a new asshole. I mean, Rhodes has really looked like he's got it, you know, figured it out a little bit here the last month or so. Only took 12 and games. Obviously, and obviously Patterson has been, too. Yeah. Damn it, that is a pretty good draft. So two out of two of the three. Oh, I, I think Floyd is one we all thought. Well, that's a, that's 
that's a slam dunk. That's the next, you know, Pat Williams, Kevin Williams right there. But it turns out that Rhodes actually... I'm not giving Patterson Steelman any credit. Even, well, even we know, we know. I don't even guns. have a good uh, reason not to. Like, I, I no, wish you're, I you're could. We know. You're on mute something. right now. So. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to think of something, reason why he doesn't get credit for these guys, but uh, I'm not giving in yet. No, it's okay. We understand. Right. Yeah, it's... It, yeah. We gotta we gotta rile up the fan base to scream and yell about getting Spielman fired because we're the only ones yeah, tooting that horn right now. That's the real enough, problem uh, with the Vikings fan base. It's very sedate. The Vikings fan base. It's Why don't you guys start calling into Barrero and just freaking out? Can you guys do that? <laughs> uh, just no, lose your mind. No. Not. Uh, I could. Yeah, I don't know. I know how many clients for this job. I'm guessing people wait on hold for like a half an hour or so. Yeah, Maybe I'm not, not good at that. I'm not good at waiting in line like at a gas station for for one guy, much less oh, man. for 45 minutes. When you're not expecting to wait in line for something and you have to, it's worst five minutes of your whole life. Yeah, I'm just not good at waiting in line. Yeah. That's why I live out here where the, no people live, because I never have to wait in line for shit. No traffic, no lines. That's what I like. I no honestly train. think I would cut off one of my fingers if I never had to wait in the security line at the airport again. And I don't even fly that often. No, that's that's worth it. I get it. All right. One thing I want to mention before we get to the Fleetwood Mac rumors talk. I, no, wait. Okay. Today, uh, we want to give a shout-out to, we mentioned him already. We want to give a shout-out to Mike Rand. Today is the seventh anniversary of him starting the Randball blog, without which I don't think this podcast would be going because none of us would have met Probably each other. Probably not. So as a celebration sure. of this, on the sportive site, I'm going to put up an uncensored, unapproved, Michael Rand unapproved birthday post that Clarence wrote a couple years ago that might be the funniest piece of literature in Internet history. Read it for yourself. It's a wonderful celebration. You're going, it really was. It's, it's going to be delightful. Go to thesportive.com and see that. It'll never be published on Randball because Rand would never approve of such vile, vile filth on his site. You're going to put that on a sportive website? Oh, yeah. Where else would yeah. it belong? I don't know. Can't censor. Uh, We're not going to censor no, ourselves. No, absolutely not. Oh, Lord. Okay. <laughs> uh, so Clarence is excited about that, I can tell. He's got an excited look on his face. So I do want to get onto this because I don't think I've ever seen Stu so excitedly typing something on our topic list as he was typing his... Top five songs from Fleetwood Mac's Rumors album. So, Stu, I want you to lead off. Clarence has got some opinions about this, too. I just want well, to sit back. How do you want to do this? Because I don't think our lists are going to be the same. So No, they're not. So, do we just... Um, are we going to go uh, five, countdown from five to one? I think we or probably we should. I, okay, I think I should, like, you know, we should alternate, like, what my fifth is and then what Clarence's fifth Yeah, is. I think so. That's That'll just fine. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and this is—is is this just rumors or is this all? Just food? rumors. Just rumors. No, no. just rumors. We, we'd be uh, here yeah. all day if we had to do all. Yeah, I mean, shit. I mean, I mean, there's no Rhiannon here at all. I mean, that's—I mean, this is—that's how good this list is. We don't even have time for Rhiannon. Holy shit, guys! Well, anything on the Tusk, for Christ's sake! Oh, don't tell me I did a top five list too, but I did all Fleetwood Mac. Although most of them are off rumors, of course. I'm not an idiot. Yeah. Well, yeah. Anyway, I'll just sit. Okay. I'll hang up. Well, I'll start. I'll start, and I'm going to preface it with. Um, I mean, we had to narrow it down to five, and I mean that means you're going to take off at least one or two songs that are 
you know, classic songs that are better than a good band's best song. Like, yeah. for example, I, do, I have um, two of the more well-known tracks on The Chain, and I Don't Want to Know, I Don't Have on there. And those are both better than, like, um, Corduroy by Pearl Jam, which is Pearl Jam's best song. And yeah. my opinion, that's, that's, not, that's not my opinion, that's a fact. Corduroy is the best Pearl Jam song. Scientifically that's proven, sportive not fact. Not even a sportive fact, it's a real fact. It's a real fact. It's a great song, and it's their best song, and they're a good band. Those two songs by Fleetwood Mac are better than them, and they're not in the top five of one album. That's Holy how good rumors shit. is. Well, so there's my preface. Okay, number five, secondhand news, which is the lead-off track. It's goofy, kind of, you know, but it's dum dick dum dick dum dick dum and it's also, it's also my wife's favorite Fleetwood Mac song, which is Bonus good points. and um, Bonus smart lady. And, um, and I'm sportive, fa- uh, sportive uh, favorite, at least for me and Clarence, uh, Martin Zeller, former lead singer of the Gear Daddies. I've heard him do this live, and it's also very oh, good. Oh, I ne- didn't know that. I've seen him live yeah. a few times. He's never played yeah. it. Wow. That was going to yeah, be my nice. anecdote about this. My uncles love the Gear Daddies and have mm-hmm. seen him do that, and that's like their favorite thing in the world is when what? he sings secondhand news. So everybody's, everybody's seen it. But uh, me, I'm the asshole that's just yeah. never... Fuck, I'd love it, too. I would that love that. That is a big fact. <sighs> yes. Number and five over you, Clarence. Uh, well, number five, because for the exact reasons that you just stated, there's so many good songs on that album. Uh, I refused to um, name a number five. The, the, wow, wow. The other ones that are not in the top four <laughs> are number five. Because I can do whatever the fuck I want. This is it's my my list. I do. You sound I want. like Miley Cyrus right now. <laughs> you can't stop. I do. I do. I want. This yeah. is my house. <laughs> no, so um, I've got a top four that are individual songs, but my top my fifth one is the rest of the songs. Every what is other the song worst tied? One. Can you? Can I at least find that out? What's the worst fifth song? I don't. Oh, I don't. Want There's got to be a Songbird. Worst. It's Songbird. Yeah, no, no, Songbird. no. Songbird's all right, isn't it? Goldust Woman. I don't no, like Goldust Woman. I, I, I haven't even. I haven't even. Stu does. I do. I that's do. why I didn't want to do it. That's why I didn't want to say it because it might be in Stu's top four, and I don't want to. But that's okay. This, that's okay. This is supposed to be a growing experience of us four. Not a. Uh, it's not supposed to be harmful. It's not supposed to hurt feelings. It's supposed to build feelings. It's supposed to make us closer. So I don't want to. I'm not going to do it, Brandon. Oh, that's okay. That's it's okay. A tie. It's a uh, seven-way tie for fifth. That's fantastic. Great answer. Okay, All right. Four. Four. Do it. Okay, for me, it is Gold Dust Woman. Ooh. I like it. Um, it is. For, Gold Dust Woman is my number four. It's, again, Stevie Nicks, you know, we're talking prime of the Stevie Nicks era. And um, she did an interview about, God, it's been about 15 years now, with uh, Courtney Love, who I think everyone here is familiar with. Crazy mm-hmm. person. And Courtney Love was just, you know, saying, it's about cocaine, isn't it? It's about cocaine. And Stevie Nicks denied it, but she couldn't remember what it was she wrote it about, and she would have to go back and check. <laughs> well, then. <laughs> yeah, and she'd have to go back and check her journals. So, first of all, obviously, it's about cocaine. Yeah. Yeah, there's no idea. And, then, uh, <laughs> and that's also, there are Stevie Nicks' journals from, like, the late 70s, which have got to be a gold mine of, like, you know, scarves oh. and, Cocaine <laughs> and old cocaine just, dust on the pages. Yes, it's really it's probably a kilo on there if you just oh, start scratching it. Right, dog like a three-way with yeah. like you know Lindsay and Tom Petty or something like that. <laughs> and um, that happened, right? I, I guarantee. Uh, right. Well, that's a sportive act on its own, right there. And also, um, really terrible '90s um, band Sister Hazel 
covered the song and it was just god awful bad. What was Sister oh, Hazel man. famous for? I've heard that name uh, before. They hard are to say what it say is, what I'm feeling yeah. you. And they said it's all, it's for, all you. for you. Terrible yeah, that song. One. That is a terrible oh, song. So bad. They would be bad terrible that. songs. That just made me happy to remember how bad that song is. That's weird, right? Oh, no, it's such a bad song. Um, Gold Dust Woman, I think I have it lower on my list because um, this is embarrassing to admit, but I heard the whole version first. I didn't get into food oh. until a little bit later. So once I heard that, it, it was already sort of tainted by the other version. And it just sounded yeah. weird and old, and so I, it's not on sure. my top five. That's fair. That was like a movie, wasn't it? Like a movie soundtrack or something. I remember like the video on like there's some other it's from the movie and there's like scenes of the movie and then yeah, that sounds right. I don't remember what Courtney was, Love was in and yeah, it wasn't good. No, no, it wasn't. All right, Clarence, you're up. Number four. Number four for me. Uh, it's played a lot on the radio, um, and. That I think makes it drops it down a little bit further than where it could be because it's a great song. Might be one of the best best breakup songs in history. Uh, Go your own way. Okay. Oh, yeah. All right. Um, that may be the best one in history. You're right because Chuck Klosterman made this point too. But it's the only breakup song where um, he called somebody a slut and made her sing back up on the song. <laughs> oh, exactly. I've never <laughs> tell me like that. Serious, serious balls. Yeah. Yeah, that adds. Sing along with me, you yeah. slut. <laughs> yep, yep. But yep. Buckingham was in the zone, man. Was... Oh, God. And when he gets in the zone, he writes a song like that. Yep. It's, yep. it's a great song. It is. Stu, number three. Oh, number, number three, which is basically Stevie Nicks' retort to Go Your Own Way, which is Dreams. And um, I believe everyone is familiar with Dreams. Now here you go again, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Thunder um, only. Oh, there, you, there you go. There you go. I believe right there. That part yep. of Nick. It sounds like a rainstorm to me. It really I can't does. Not do the Mick Fleetwood seizure drum deal right there. <laughs> I can't not do it when that part comes up. I do it every time. Yeah, his face always looked like he was being electrocuted while he was drumming. <laughs> and he's yes. like, ah, help me! Ah, fuck! And he's, and he's a monster. Me. He's giant. That is just weird. <laughs> what a weirdo. He's just a weird yeah. guy all around. Yes. His yes, knees, I believe like, that, and that was symbols. Yeah, he does love his symbols and his gongs. <laughs> Big gong. Yeah. I think he, this is the only song that went to number one off of that album, I believe. Is that true? Uh, that could be a sport effect, but I think God, it's also so... a fact fact. Wait, Dreams was the number one? 70, go your own 70, 77, I believe. People were weirdos back then. They Holy were crap. really weird. They liked weirdo and, shit back then. Yes, they did. And I know, Clarence, you like uh, the Ryan Adams, right? I love him, yes. Um, his old him. band, uh, Whiskey Town, did a cover of this. I think you can find it on God, the online know all this shit about stuff it, I don't know anything yeah, about anything Whiskey it's, Town is so fucking underrated yeah. yes I do god they're it, good yeah it's, I'll, I'll, I'll shoot that to you on the internet at some point here Clarence but um thank you appreciate it and that. also and just to get, to get back to Stevie Nicks and I think I know we've discussed this before but in 1977 as far as oh. talent and looks go Stevie Nicks oh. in 1977 untouchable oh 
on for MTV. You didn't need to be that good looking back then. No, you, you didn't no. have to. What what good were you doing to anybody? No, the Atlanta rhythm section was not a good looking band. Oh, no, <laughs> those are some homely mother. So into you, and you would not have been if you saw them. You would have been so into getting away from them because they were misshapen creatures. <laughs> oh, Neil Diamond. I mean, all of those people are just fucking... Good. But yeah, take, just get on your, your Google image search and do Stevie Nicks 1977. And I mean, oh. just, you know, talent and looks, she is the total package. I mean, she was just everything. So, so yeah, there's, there, there's, there's me, dreams number three. All right, number two. Who wants to go first no. on this one? No, it's no. Clarence's third. Clarence. Oh, I thought I thought go your own way was Clarence's third. That was that four. was his four. Shows was what I know. Four. We're on three with watching TV, yeah. John. Oh no, Stu just did three. Yeah. Um, three for me is I don't want to know. Uh, That's yep. the actual name of the song. Yep. Yeah. Oh man, um, love, it. love it. I don't want to know the reasons why. I love 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 yeah, that's a fun uh, one. I don't understand if you love, honey. I just yeah. want you to feel fine. And then there's clapping. Finally, baby. Just random clapping. Truth has and come down. Just how, just how the song's recorded, you can hear like the squeak of his fingers on the acoustic guitar oh. strings. You can get that, that's just weird. Because I like how that sounds. That's like how it sounds. I just woke the dog. I like how it sounds. It's right on but the yeah. edge of being too dorky to be good, and then every time yeah. I listen to it, I'm like, no, this yeah. is amazing. You know, how do they do that? It's just, it reminds me of the screenplay for Pulp Fiction. Like, if you just read the screenplay, you'd be like, this is so fucking dorky. We're gonna be cool <laughs> yeah. like Fonzies and whatever, but just somehow it's cool. I don't get it. I pulled it off. And it was yep. just featured on an SNL skit just this weekend. I just watched it on the DVR, what, last night? That really? song was was the centerpiece to the skit that I don't want to know. Yeah, the I did it's a divorced that. couple that they're fighting, and then the song comes on, and it's Paul Rudd, and he can't stop dancing, and she can't because it's their song, and it's just it's stupid. Oh. But um, no, it's great it's a good song. song. Yep. Yeah. All right, number two. Number two for me here's where I, this is where I slotted. Go your own way. As Clarence mentioned, just you know, it's been played so much. It's such a you know, it's in that, you know, more than a feeling type of stairway to heaven thing where you just, it's, it's imprinted in your brain, so you're a little tired of it, but it's such a great song. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's just, you know, it's probably the best song on the album. It's one of the best albums ever, so it's like one of the best songs in American music, and what else do you need to say about it other than the Cranberries covered it, and it sucked so much. <laughs> oh, God, it was bad. Oh, you can oh, go no. your own. Why? Way, 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 way. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. So you know, I haven't been exposed to a lot, of, a lot of things. <laughs> like their you can go. You can go. <laughs> you know, sometimes uh, I feel bad that I haven't been exposed to a lot of things like the cranberries and. But sometimes they me from or most foods. Um, and I feel bad about it. Like, I haven't experienced a lot in life for missing out. But then there's things like this, like the cranberries covering Go Your Own Way. And I'm thankful. I'm thankful yep. for my sheltered <laughs> yeah. existence. Getting out there isn't all it's cracked up mm-hmm. to me. Not always. No, there's scary things out there. The best cover of Go Your Own Way that I've heard is actually by this chick named Lissy. I don't know if she's good yeah, or bad. I've or heard that one. I like yeah. that one. It's good. It's it's pretty straight on. It's not too different. But I would say if you're in, if you're listening to this and you're by a computer, I would Google that. That's good. Good yeah. stuff. No, I like her version of it. It's good. Not yeah. great, but it's good. Yep. 
Um, I would say one thing that one way to tell a band um, is amazing is when most of the covers are terrible, and this is totally the case with Fleetwood Mac. Very few of their covers are actually any good. That's a great. Chart. I like that theory. They did a tribute album a few years ago, I think, with some really good bands on it, on it, and almost to a song, unlistenable. We just couldn't make them any better. It's amazing. Mm-hmm. That's a good point. Agreed. All right, where are we at? Okay. Number two, number two, Clarence. All right. Secondhand news. We've covered it. Um, yep. It is a goofy song. Yep. It's a very poppy song. Uh, yep. But I like it. It's a short song. It's like, what, two? It is. It's over two minutes. I'd be shocked. Didn't um, we use secondhand news on the podcast a couple weeks ago? Last week, maybe? Has it been for this? Close with it. I think yep. we did, yeah. 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 So go back yeah. and listen to that in the archives. There you go. There you go. All right, we ready for and the number now. ones here? Yeah, number one for me. Don't, don't need a drum roll for this one. And this is... Even have well, like hold a, on. And this oh, is the best Fleetwood Mac song, too, right, Stu? Uh, boy, actually, I, I still think Rhiannon might be their best song, but yeah. I don't. Oh. It's, it's, that's an argument for another day. And Tusk is, is really good. And, that is. Walk us in uh, line is really good. There's so many. I mean, it's 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 hard to say. Right. That's a whole, other, that's a whole other debate. Bef- before you announce it, I, I'm going to say, I don't think you're going to have to come back to me because I think Stu and I are going to agree on number one, just from the way this is going. So yeah. I'll, I'll turn it back over to him. But Okay. Uh, number one is Never Going Back Again by um, the Lindsay. Basically, it's the Lindsay Buckingham solo joint with minimal oh, uh, band backup on it. Oh, I and forgot just, about that one. Just It's just over two minutes, and just it's acoustic, and he's like basically harmonizing with himself, and then the band comes in a little bit later, and it's just, just perfect. It's just you know a little simple acoustic thing, but, I mean, it's, it's, it's just perfect. It's a perfect song. Two minutes, done, great song. That's my favorite song on the album. So simple. Yeah. Clarence? That's all. That's it. That was my number one. Yeah, I there you go. Look at that. High uh, five. I love it for its simplicity. You mentioned the earlier about a different song, uh, being able to hear his fingers slide across the guitar. It's another, yeah. it's another one yeah. of those where if you got your headphones on, you can hear it. And, uh, oh, a great headphones album, by the way. That's <laughs> just exactly. Slap yeah. the headphones on and just, you know whatever you want to use uh, to enjoy the music with, be it beer or something, herbal, I whatever you decide to do. <laughs> just, just, it's, a, it's a great album for that. Pink Floyd gets all the love for those type of things, but seriously, this record is great on headphones. One thing about this Which, record, and you mentioned Pink Floyd, um, I was, what, two? I wasn't even two. I was one and a half when this album came out, and I remember loving it as a little kid. And I can play it now. A lot of these songs for my kids that like, you know, what do they like? They like, uh, oh, Ariana. What's the Arande Grande or whatever the hell? Ariana Grande. Ariana Ariana Grande. Grande. And they like that kind of music. You know, like little kids like. But they love these songs. They still love them just like I did when they were first released. If I put a Pink Floyd album for my kids right now, I don't think they would appreciate the... uh, you know, a pink a Pink Floyd song. They'd be scared to death. You put in the wall. <laughs> yeah, that's. But, uh, <laughs> but they is, love. Is there anybody out there? I'm not sure anymore. <laughs> but even kids can appreciate the hooks and the the simple the simplicity yeah. and the jingles on on the Rumors album. Something to be said for that. Yes, 
so everybody, uh, it's already sold a million billion copies. So you know, you don't necessarily have to go rush out and buy one. <laughs> but, um, stream it on your YouTubes or whatever. But it's it's just great. I was always my, my family was really into it growing up too, and they were always like, "It's amazing, except for Songbird. Songbird's terrible." And then I was like, "Wait a minute, even that's pretty fucking good for being the worst song on an album." I really You're kind like of it. a dirty mouth for a three-year-old, Brandon. Yeah, well, <laughs> we're mean, pretty, mean streets we're of Minnetonka. All right, um, that was good. That, so, yeah, oh, that, that good. we could do that All with right. a lot of albums, I think. The best, um, yeah. It would be it would be difficult. This is probably we started with the best one. Yeah, we don't have a lot of shared musical experiences on this. Uh, on no, this probably not. We all... Are you guys? Should we do Tupac All Eyes on Me next week? <laughs> no. Well, we can. I don't know if we're gonna. I'll, uh, I don't know that we'll get the like conversational like a... back and forth that this one had. Clarence, yeah. you seem like a straight rider type. I yeah. won't deny it. I'm a straight rider. Can't we just get Nick Nelson me. back on and just have it have him do that? You and Nick can talk about Nick that. Nick and I could talk rap, I'm guessing, for many hours. Yeah. It's sort of like you guys with hockey. Like nobody talks to you about it, so once you find somebody else, you just want to like you gotta never cling let on go. to them. Yeah. Pretty much um, have to be best friends after that. <laughs> I was I knew we were gonna be talking about this today, so I started trying to look up different covers. And like I was saying, most all of them suck. The one that's the the best for sure is, do you know that kids chorus, PS22, that covers all those songs? Um, oh, there goes, uh, there goes Clarence again. Yeah, we're done with the Fleetwood Mac talk. We don't need him now. Yeah, If he we'll comes back, back by the time hockey talk starts. Yeah, we'll get him back. Then we'll be fine. Um, but by far the best cover I've heard of any Fleetwood Mac was the PS22 kids singing Landslide. Um, really? Yeah, and it will probably make you, if not for sure cry, you'll choke up. There's, it's so good. I mean, I'm getting more of a softy now because I'm a dad, but I feel like even if I was childless, I'd still uh, I'd still really love that version. So, so that would be my number one tip. What we're saying here is that I need to listen to it and see if I tear up because I'm the only childless one on the podcast. Yeah, give it a listen and report back. All right. Will do. Think, think about the Gopher hockey team's many first-round exits while you're listening to it, Matt. Should maybe get the emotion. Yeah, all four of them going for you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know what's fun about Gopher hockey too is that they're in the tournament sometimes. How about your team? How do they do? Uh, they were in the final four last year. Yeah, and how about how about before I that? Believe you missed that. I don't know how the hockey do do good that. Do I don't even care about your team, and yet here I am. <laughs> I just want to punch you in the face so badly, and I can't because you're not here because you never come down here for the podcast anymore. Well, it's because it's cold. I be, yeah. I, just, I bet it I is. Just miss I'll, be, you. I'll be down there in two and a half weeks. We know this. That's true. That's happening. Um, Another thing that I um, did while doing some research was I read um, Fleetwood Mac's Wikipedia page. Um, mm-hmm. It took me like two hours. There's a lot of shit that went on with A that long history. <laughs> Unbelievable. But I did find a few fun facts. I'll, I'll run through them pretty quickly, but these were interesting to me. And I'm a Fluid Mac fan, and I didn't even know about these. Did you guys know that the um, Mac in the name was um, put in the band name as a ploy to recruit a guy named John McVie? And he still refused. Yeah, but he refused to join the band right away. So they named really? the Fluid Mac to see if he would come, and then he wouldn't join it, and they just kept it anyway. And then he joined later with his wife. Really? Yeah. Yep. I didn't know. And 
Yeah, and there was origin one of the original members' name was Peter Green, and he left the band after he had a really bad LSD trip, which for some reason set something off in his brain, and he already had some sort of iffy mental situation, and he got schizophrenia and had to leave for a while, just from LSD. So there's Oops, a good little. lesson for you. That might happen with me on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think it happened a while ago. Um, so then his replacement was a guy named um, Jeremy Spencer. So Jeremy Spencer, in their first tour in, I think, uh, the U.S., went out just randomly to go get a magazine, like, between shows, and he never came back. So they searched for him for days, and they found him, and he had joined a cult. He was in some weird religious cult. So, so then the dude with schizophrenia, Peter Green, had to come back for the rest of the tour, but then he couldn't join the band uh, permanently, so he had to leave again. So then they were out of, uh, of, a, of a, um, one of their guys. So then they pulled in a guy named Bob Weston, who immediately slept with Mick Fleetwood's wife. <laughs> so, <laughs> oh, yeah. Sure, yeah. there was yeah, a pattern. <laughs> as you guys know, it seemed to ignite some sort of decades-long wife-swapping ordeals with, uh, with Fleetwood Mac. They all were screwing each other. Um, mm-hmm. But then, at this point, um, uh, Mick Fleetwood fired the dude. So Bob Weston had to leave, and the whole tour was canceled. <laughs> so then this brings us up to 1975. So, so hold on. They, I want to I back up. A guy joined a cult, a guy had a mental breakdown and got schizophrenic, but the thing that canceled the tour was somebody sleeping with Mick Fleetwood's wife? Yes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah they couldn't find a replacement very quickly. So you like, know what? He'll watch. be fine. He's in the cult. They're, they do a lot of chanting. He'll be all right. <laughs> we'll just good. leave him there. We're not going to cancel the tour for something like somebody leaving to join a some kind of horrible religious cult, but you sleep with my wife. That's enough. That's a no-no. Apparently. Brandon, I want you to keep going on with these facts, but I also want to want to point out how this punctuates. I've said it many times on this podcast, but how I wish I were a teenager in the 1970s. I would have had so much fun in the 1970s, and, and it frustrates me that uh, the 90s were relatively boring. I know. Well, now you now we know how bad all those things are. You know, so in good conscience, you can't really just be like. I'm having all the sex and doing all the drugs. Don't give a shit. Oh, it's going to be just, fine. Because now you know. Go to uh, go for a and join a cult, and people are like, oh, yeah, well, that's yeah. just another Wednesday. <laughs> cool. to hell. Maybe you'll see you around. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. I'm sorry. Keep going. Okay, so at this point, the band had been together like seven years, and there was like 30 different people that had been in the band. It was just not going anywhere. So in 1975, uh, Mick Fleetwood was still trying to get a group together, or get people to join Fleetwood Mac, and he went to um, Sound City, which is the famous recording studio, which um, there was just a documentary last year by Dave Grohl. Um, it's an awesome documentary, by the way. You should go see it. It's called Sound City. So anyway, Mick Fleet was there, and he had heard about um, Lindsey Buckingham and met him, and they started talking about music, and uh, Mick asked him to join the band, and Lindsey was like, yeah, I'll join your band, but only if my girlfriend can join too. And he's like, yeah, okay, fine. And that girlfriend was Stevie Nicks. So that's how she got discovered. So at that point, it was two couples. Um, it was the McVees and Lindsay and Stevie, and then Mick Fleetwood and his wife. Um, she wasn't in the band, but Mick Fleetwood was married. And in the same year, all three of those couples split up, and they proceeded, I think this is probably when it started, to do basically all the drugs that were available on the planet. Like, they did all of them. There was no drugs for, like, six years after these guys got started. But somehow, like, there's this whole theory about, like, some musicians need to be on drugs to be successful, you know? Mm-hmm. And this is the best example because that all happened in 76, and rumors came out in 77, the greatest album, you know, ever. Um, yeah. 
And then after that, they made Tusk, um, which was supposedly this, like, more artistic sort of thing. It's kind of a flop. Um, Buckingham took the blame, and then they all broke up and got back together and broke up, and that's kind of it. But basically, the whole thing, Rumors was at the absolute peak of the band in terms of, you know, artistic and popularity and all that sort of stuff as well. So crazy, crazy, interesting Wikipedia entry. Loved it. For sure was there. So we're saying well, Fleetwood Max Rumors is the best album of all time. It's in the top three. It's got to be close. What else would you yeah. put in that top three, Sue, just for reference here? Um, Led Zeppelin four and Abbey uh, Road. Uh, no, probably something by The Replacements. Probably my, whatever my favorite one by The Replacements is right now. Uh, oh, these yeah, are I'm your favorites. Yes, my personal favorites. Oh, my top okay, three. okay. Right, I don't I want to do a because if you want to do like canonical, and I'm I know you do because canon is a big thing to you. Um, probably it's probably that and Sergeant Pepper and let's say you know uh, XL on Main Street by the Stones or something like that. Right, you know? right. Yeah, but those are the ones. Yeah, but it's it's up there and it deserves to be up there. There are classic albums that I just don't get. I mean. Sgt. Pepper's is like maybe the fifth or sixth best Beatles album song-wise. I have no problem saying that to anybody. What about I'll I Am the Walrus? On, I'll stand on Paul McCartney's coffee table and tell him that that's the case. <laughs> so, I, I, I got, I'll show him my wiener if he wants me to. That's, sure. That's, that's a nice wiener, too. Yeah, nice wiener you got there. Yeah. You just so. whipped it out on my coffee table. Yep. What's that about? Didn't we have horrible Paul McCartney impersonations <laughs> on another podcast too? But I wasn't there on that one. I didn't get we, to do it. Yeah. So they I were horrible, but but they got better. I've been working on it. Yeah. Now it's good. <laughs> it's not horrible, John. <laughs> it's tough to deny it now, isn't it? <laughs> That's terrible. I love it. I beg to differ. Okay, I'll be done. All right, should done. we keep going That's with the pitchfork here? Should we try to talk a little bit of sports before our time is up? You can probably do a little more sports now that we've lost everyone who's here to hear us yeah, bitch about Ricky Alaska or something. No. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Even Stevie no, Nicks is like, all right, guys. That's I, yeah. enough. I do want to mention the Wolves because, well, number one, they, they won, just won. Think, they? they did win. Yeah. They got big minutes and points from Robbie Hummel down the stretch, which is... Yeah, Robbie Hummel made a gigantic Bob. three right when we were Bob talking Hummel. about how beautiful Stevie Nicks was. Yeah. No shit. Oh. 
Hobby uh, Rommel, I believe. Is. But and, that, it all go, and it goes right into the Wild and Ducks game. Yes, it does. They're showing Zucker right now on TV, guys. They're yep. showing Zucker. Oh, i got to turn it on. i got to turn it yeah. Clarence is just at midnight right now. Depends on. Oh, Clarence is he's jerking up. <laughs> oh, my goodness. So, new low. We we had a big argument last week about how the Wolves. I think they're eleven and eleven now, five hundred record. Yep. Yeah, straight up they're eleven and eleven. We yep. had a big argument about how Brandon, due to the SDS rankings, uh, considered them to be SRS. one of the. Oh, okay. SRS rankings S- said S- they were a top S- ten. <laughs> they were a top ten team in the NBA, and I was really confused by that because there's no way that a team that I think two days ago they were thirteenth out of fifteen teams in the Western Conference in the standings. How are they up that high? So I looked at the standings, and I figured this out now, because I was pretty confused. Now I figured it out. Basically, there are five good teams in the whole league that have all lost, like, two games apiece so far. That's Indiana and Miami, and Portland and San Antonio and Oklahoma City. Those are the five good teams. They've won all the games. Every other team in the league is either 11 and 11, 10 and 12, or 12 and 10. That's basically it. So now I finally understand how the Timberwolves can be considered one of the top teams in the league. They're not one of the top teams in the league. They're just at the top of this giant dung heap of fairly mediocre teams. That makes perfect sense to me. Tell me where I'm wrong there, Brandon. Well, you forgot that the Clippers are 15-8, and eight, and Houston's 15-7, and seven, and Denver's 13-8, and eight, and Dallas is 13-9. and nine, I thought records didn't matter. Well, you just were using that as a point that there's three, five good teams and the rest of them mm-hmm. are all about 500. That's yeah. not even close to right. Um, so is that your only point, that there's only five good teams? So now you're saying there's things? eight good teams? I mean, I don't That's really know. That's your counter-argument, that there's, slightly, there's a slightly larger number of really good teams and everybody else is so <laughs> terrible? I think there are as many good teams and bad teams this year mm-hmm. as there are any year. Usually there's about four good teams, and everybody else is sort of middling. Okay, okay. Well, I disagree with that for sure. Um, yeah, I think those five that you mentioned are for sure the people that could win the title, but I think there's a number of other teams that are pretty solid. Um, I mean, Minnesota Am I wrong, is, or are the conference finals going to, again this year, be Indiana versus Miami and San Antonio versus Oklahoma City? That's probably happening, right? Probably, yeah. I would say Portland... Um, L.A. or Houston or maybe even Golden State could pull something off. It's not likely, but it does happen every once in a while. Um, San Antonio got knocked off a couple years ago. Um, So you can see it. But um, I don't know. For me, I use point differential a lot more than I'm going to use win-loss when it's a quarter of the way through the season. And in that scenario, uh, Minnesota looks like they're a pretty solid team. They're not great. Yeah, but uh, you're telling me right now their ceiling is losing to San Antonio in five games in the first round of the playoffs. Uh, yeah, probably. Yep. I mean, I don't. I don't do I think... get excited about that, or do I just leave well enough alone? I I don't know. I mean, it's kind of up to you. Do you like watching basketball? Sometimes. Yeah, you might get uh, sort of excited. I'm. I mean, I'm certainly not like uh, Timberwolves PR guy here. I don't think they're great by any stretch of the imagination. That's not what you said last right. week. You were pretty much writing them down for the NBA title last week. By the time. We oh were my talking. God! I have two people trolling me. Thank God Stu is still my friend. You guys are giving the uh, Vikings post-game call line a run for their money. <laughs> they, are, they are solid. 
I, I still feel good about my 43 wins. A lot of the, and I'm actually pretty bearish on them if you look at some of the other statistics, kind of have them in more of the 46 to 48 wins this year. Um, I don't think I see that coming, but I don't know, man. They're competitive. They're 500. They're with, they won 31 games last year, so, you know, it's, it's, a, it's an improvement. I don't know, man. It's kind of up to what you're looking for. I think there's certain fan bases are um, okay with being mediocre and entertaining to watch, and other fan bases are like, if you're not going to win at all, then I don't give a shit. Um, I'm not in that, you know? Like, I just want to watch them and cheer for professional teams, so I'm all right with this year. I'm not all right with the future, but I'm all right with this year. All right. I suppose that's fair. <laughs> so, um, like I said before, I think the goal of the Wolves is to end December with 16 wins. I think if if they can make that happen, um, they'll still be on track to be in the four. They'll still be for sure in the hunt to uh, to make the playoffs seven or eight seed. So they need five um, more wins. They need five more wins this month. Give yeah. me a percentage chance that happens. Um, let me let's run through the rest of the games really quickly. Okay. Uh, San, at San Antonio, that's a loss. Well, loss. Own one at Memphis. Loss. That's a loss. Not for sure. The Wolves are better than Memphis this year. They're probably you say better. that, but they're at Memphis. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Owen two. Uh, Boston. Loss. Loss. We call it the Boston. curse of Kevin McHale. Boston's a win, right? No, that's a loss. How are they going to lose to Boston? I don't know. Boston's How do they always bad, lose yeah. to mediocre teams? Stern. So yeah, and then David maybe Stern. let's not go through this exercise because I can see where this one's headed. <laughs> let's be done with no, it. No, keep going. This, this is a good all. time. I'm, I'm enjoying myself. Portland. Didn't Boston. we just say Portland was a great team? Yep. So I'll give you Boston. I'll give you Boston, and they're still 1-3 and three at this point. Lakers. L. Who have Kobe, but the Lakers are terrible, right? They are. Even with Kobe. No, yeah. how many, All right, I'll how give many you that. times have the Wolves beaten L.A. In That's the last true. They beat them earlier this year, and that was the first time in 24 chances or <laughs> yeah, something like so that. Loss, L. All right. 0-5. Clippers. <laughs> loss. They, are, they, are they on the road with the Clippers or at home? On the road. They're going to lose that 20. one. Okay. L- so you're still uh, only at two wins. Is Washington good? I don't even know. Washington's bad. All right, so they, so they beat Washington. That's three. Uh, Milwaukee, one of the worst teams in the NBA. But uh, are they on the road or are they at home? They're on the road. God. Lost. I don't know. Milwaukee's got some crazy, crazy thing going there. Andrew Bogut. Over the Timberwolves. <laughs> when was the last time the Timberwolves loved, won in Milwaukee? Never? I don't the think they've ever won a game in Milwaukee. Of knowing what you're talking about, I've ever heard. They've got something going on. <laughs> You look it up. I bet they've never won a basketball game in Milwaukee. That's not even. I'm not even going to give you credit for a sport effect on that one. And then, uh, and then they're home against Dallas. So oh, L. They'll be favored in probably five of them, and maybe six with Memphis. Yeah, so. but the other the other four that they won't be favored in, they'll be underdogs by about 15 points in each one of them. San Antonio, Portland, and L. they're not beating the Clippers on the road. Yeah, yeah. so we'll see. I'm just saying that should be the goal. Um, if you, and it sounds like you are, if you're not interested in watching them or having fun, um, then maybe, yeah, maybe stay away because they're not great. They have a shitty bench, and they're pretty bad defensively in transition. Huh. Um, so, 
yeah, if you're looking for a championship type team, you might want to you might want to go uh, get on the old Indiana bandwagon. It's getting no, pretty full, I'm not but do that. they look pretty solid this year. Brandon, you know I have nothing better to do than watch the rules games. Of course, I'm going to keep watching them. All right, well, we'll keep true. We'll keep talking about them. All right, well, I'm glad we could finally establish why the Timberwolves are 10th in the SRS. Yeah, they're 9th, and that's pretty good. Well, and there's some really good teams this year. Unfortunately, I think what we just established is being 9th in the SRS means you're 7th in the Western Conference. Yep, it does. It's crazy. I wish I didn't even have conferences. It's going to suck these playoffs. I wish you didn't have the regular Eastern season. Conference. Let's just go right into the playoffs next year. I mean, they play... They all play each other no matter what anyway, so I don't understand what the point is. That is a shit these days. That is a good point. Just top 16 teams go. That's it. Be done with it. Unbelievably, the NHL actually has a better setup with the divisions this year. The interdivision playoffs. That's kind of fun that way. Well, what, so they got rid of this sort of bullshit where a terrible team can get into the playoffs just because where they're located? Um, no, they didn't get rid of that in any stretch of the imagination, but they did set it up so that the first two rounds of the playoffs are within your own division, which is good for rivalries, and it'll be fun. Oh, all right. Yeah, I mean, it's a re- more of a regional thing, so that makes sense. And they got rid of the six divisions and went back down to four, which is the right thing to do. I thought I read recently, too, that if um, hockey fans will tune in like crazy if it's a rivalry thing, and then they just do not give a shit about any other, like, you know, like casual fans are not going to tune into a teams that they don't have anything invested in. Well, it's, like way more than other sports. Like the drop off of percentage of ratings was really, really, really drastic. It's it's hard to get excited about the Wild playing Washington or something like that. They have no history, and they right. they always try to promote it of oh, watch Alex Ovechkin and the Washington Capitals. But Ovechkin's on the ice for maybe nineteen minutes out of the sixty. So either you got to be really excited about the other team's goaltender or. You just got to be excited about two hockey teams basically facing off. It's much right. more of a team thing. It's not like basketball where you can say, "Well, I hate Miami, but LeBron's coming to town, and you got to take a chance to watch LeBron because he's awesome." I think basketball yeah. can much more easily be promoted based on individual charisma and star power. And even with yeah. football, you can even do that a little bit with quarterbacks or running backs. But it, it would be like it would be like if there's nobody in football and you're trying to promote football matchups based on defensive linemen. Sure. Like, come see Julius Peppers rush the quarterback. Well, no, I think I'll take a pass and just watch my hometown team instead. Thanks very much. Right, right. Makes sense. So, anyway, to to transition to hockey, since we're already talking about hockey, I want to get a prediction from Clarence about this next stretch that they got coming up right here. Seven out of their next eight games around the road, starting tonight, well, starting just about right now, actually, with a game against Anaheim, who might be the best team in the league. They've got seven out of the next eight on the road. The first six are against teams that are going to the playoffs, starting with Anaheim, then San Jose, Colorado. Then they've got their one home game in there, Vancouver at home, but they're going to the playoffs too. Pittsburgh might be the best team in the Eastern Conference. New York's not great, but they're going to the playoffs because they play in the East. And then they've got Philadelphia, who's terrible, and Winnipeg, who's also terrible, but they're divisional rivalry. So of those eight games, they the Wild have been great at home this year like the fifth best record in the, in the league at home. They've been awful on the road. They're 5-9 and nine on the road. So how many wins do the Wild get in that stretch, Clarence? Eight games. How many do they get? Oh, if they go 500, I'll be happy. 
Uh, if they go 500, it'll be a miracle. It'll be a miracle. Uh, you know, they, you can't, they're lucky that Josh Harding came around this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, man, where would they be? <laughs> what a what a lucky break they got with him. But you can't ride the guy into the ground uh, on stretches like this where you're playing on the road, back-to-back, multiple games in a short period of time. Uh, you can't just keep playing Harding. Um, you know, the guy's with the illness issues, and um, you know, he's, your, he's supposed to be your backup goalie, so Backstrom's got to step up here. The team's relatively healthy. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're you know they they pretty much got everybody that they want yep. going. Um, so that that's going in their favor. But uh, I think so. I, re- I really think it's going to come down to the goaltending situation. Mm-hmm. Stay hot, and they can get back steal them a a game or two. Um, maybe they can do better than five hundred, but. 500's got to be the ceiling on this. Backstrom does look pretty old all of a sudden, doesn't he? Yeah, what an odd deal. I mean, they signed him just because they really didn't have anybody else. Yeah. I, I don't think they wanted Backstrom. I don't. This whole offseason, it just didn't it seem to you, John, that he's not the guy they wanted? Yeah, it did sort of seem like, well, we're going to sign him, but only because we can't think of any other better options. <laughs> yeah, what it, it wasn't, nobody was excited. Backstrom wasn't particularly excited. Yep. The Wild were like, yeah, we signed him. I don't know. What an odd deal all around. It's a little bit like the Twins and, uh, maybe signing Mike Pelfrey again. Yeah, yes. <laughs> I guess, yes. you know, he can play. He's got all the equipment. He's still got his own pads. You can just bring those <laughs> to the rink. It'll be they're fine. considering Cologne, and yeah, yeah. It, uh, tells you that yeah, their Pelfrey is not really something they want to do. It's a good no. comp. What so, do you think they're going to do, John? I think they're going to win three or fewer. If I'm being honest, if I think they're going to lose the first couple, and then they're going to go into one of their patented wild tailspins where they don't score a power play goal for two weeks, and all of a sudden Jason Zucker's getting sent down, even though he's the only person who has any life in his body at all. Eric Howell got sent down the other day because I have no idea why, just because he wasn't going to play very much. He already scored tonight for in Iowa. Yeah. They just goal. started the game Wait a second. Scored. You're actually tracking the Iowa Wild right now? I just read it on Twitter. Oh, all right. Uh, I would have loved it if you were actually watching the Wild on a TV and then, like, had a laptop flip open <laughs> no. and you were watching the Iowa Wild play the Abbotsford Heat I or something I can barely like see that. Des Moines from my, from my house <laughs> here, so, yeah, I can just see it. Um this whole season, I've been advocating uh, Halla, giving Halla, Fontaine, and Zucker more minutes, mm-hmm. giving them twelve to fifteen minutes a game, and uh, you know, you know, I ride Heatley pretty hard, as as hard as, as I guess uh, I've, I ride anybody. Him and Ponder are kind of my two whipping boys. I know in Spielman. This brings um, up this brings up a mailbag question, a, ask, a hashtag ask sportive question that we got from well, at DropShotBob on Twitter. Can we hear Clarence's plan for quote unquote disappearing Heatley? I'm not telling <laughs> you fuckers anything. What are you crazy? I'm not leaving a paper it's trail. True. Even if I told you, it wouldn't be my real plan. Here's the thing, Bob. The cops will have access to this podcast. There's no sense in revealing this plan, but. We can neither confirm nor deny the existence of a plan to kidnap Danny Hindley and chain him up in a cabin on Clarence's backyard. Yeah, I learned when I was like three years old, you got a warrant. It's one of the first sentences I ever learned <laughs> as a kid. Oh, fuck you, I ain't saying anything to any of you. Um, no, I, right now, this kind of trip, this kind of you know eight games in a short period of time, this is the time when you would want to try doing something like having a 
really riding Fontaine, Paula, and Zucker, some young legs, mm-hmm. speed, it, rather than giving those minutes to Kanapka, Rupp, and, and Heatley. That, you know, I kind of ride Heatley, but really all, those three guys are all in the same boat, veteran, slow, sled guys, as opposed to the three younger guys that you have, you have on trip down to Iowa every other day. Yeah, Kanapka uh, at least know. wins face-offs. He does that, but that's about it. He does have a role. He does have a skill. The other two guys, their mm-hmm. skill, I, I don't know. You got me. I, you I got suppose Rupp is a fighter, too, but uh, Heatley. Man, yeah, but how many I, double I, fights have the Wild had this year where Kanapka got one he was already in the box, and, well, I guess we better get Rupp out there because he's got to protect us. That, I, I mean, Nazim Kadri just about decapitated two players on the wild, and nobody punched him once. They didn't do shit. Then why do you have those guys on your roster, Kanapka and Rupp on your roster? I mean, it, Rupp wasn't there at the time, but why are they there? Why is Kanapka there if he's not going anyway, to the guy? we've gotten into then, this Then before. be a speed team. Be a speed team. Yeah, we have. That's my. This is the stretch where I'd like to see him do it. Doesn't mm-hmm. sound like they're going to, but. Well, at least Zucker's get, back. At least he's back. We'll see how he does. All right, uh, do we, let's mention the Twins quickly as well. Um, they signed two guys. We talked about that last week. But since then, I think they've been linked with just about every free agent or trade candidate out there. Up to and including, they, they were talking that they were interested in trading for Brett Anderson. They've been talking about how they're going to put in a bid for, uh, what's the Japanese pitcher's name? I can't remember. Tanaka. Tanaka. They've been talking about how they're going to put in the... Apparently the max bid now is $20 million, so they can't waste any extra on them like they did with Nishioka. Um, Once bitten, twice shy. So, I mean, what are, they, what are they doing here? And specifically, what are they doing possibly outbidding themselves for Mike Pelfrey right now? I could not be more confused by that story. That was something today. I can't even remember who reported it. It might have been uh, Marcelo Balboa from the Pioneer Press, or it might have been Lavelle. I wasn't sure. But... <laughs> The the gist of it was they offered Pelfrey a two-year, $10 million contract, and now they were actually upping the money on that to 12 or $13 because that's how badly they wanted Mike Pelfrey. And my question is, who are they bidding against here? There is not one other team in the league that is offering Mike Pelfrey more than one year or more than probably $3 million to pitch for them because every Mike other team Pelfrey. in the league is going to be like, you know what? We've got guys in the minor leagues that can do exactly what Mike Pelfrey does. Five and thirteen, Mike Pelfrey with a five point two ERA. With a five, oh, I mean, those are Liam Hendricks numbers. Just uh, crap on yeah. a guy who got dropped out of the forty man roster last week. <laughs> yeah, how can can do that for three hundred thousand a year? Yeah, Andrew Albers has got seventy nine more major league wins to get, and he can do it at one tenth the price. Fifty nine, and I and I've never heard of him. <laughs> so. <laughs> what is going on here? And the other thing is, they've got Gibson, they've got, we talked about this with Nick a little last week, they've got Gibson, they've still got Scott Diamond, Sam DeNuno, I'm not saying any of these guys are great, they've got Albers. Why Matt are they Worley. trying to sign more pitchers? Just because they have the money and oh, why not? they need more pitchers. You don't go through good season. pitchers, though. The gonna have there are no good pitchers. Well, Every then we've team. got enough number six starters. We don't need any more of those guys. So, I mean, the hope is maybe we can get Matt Garza, who's like a number three starter? I would sure. love that. I mean, Garza's probably more a two, isn't? Garza's probably a two, isn't he? I do. He could be. Don't get me wrong. I do love the idea of Matt Garza coming back to Minnesota and beating up Ron Gardenhire's door some more with a baseball bat. Or was that Kyle Loesch? I can't remember now. Probably all of them. No, that was Loesch. That was Loesch that hit the. <laughs> what did Garza do that got him shipped out of town? I don't know. I think he was just kind of a punk. Like yeah. he just yeah, young, he the, you know. 
he kind of the jazz little hair thing under his lip, and yeah, I don't know. Yeah, that's that full patch thing. That he no one likes the full patch. Yeah, the yeah. jazz thing. Guardy oh, likes yeah. it if you got a goatee or a mustache or clean shaven. He doesn't like it any in between. <laughs> yeah, if you take that long to groom, I mean, where are your priorities? You know. So, right. be, so he got yeah. chipped out for one of the two cardinal offenses on the twins, either A, being under the age of 30, or B, having read a book before in your life. <laughs> yep. Which is what got Kevin Slowey sent Slowly. down to the minors like 53 separate and times. Breslow. Yep. Yeah, Breslow. Breslow again. Who's, been, <laughs> who's been absolutely wonderful ever since he's <laughs> yeah, been exactly. but this yeah. guy's got a this guy's got a graduate degree in microbiology from so, Yale. Quit correcting my grammar. Isaac Asimov's quiz, just in case. The New York Times crossword puzzle. They leave it out just as bait. Yep. Pick it up. Oh, you're gonna do the yep. Wednesday New York Times crossword, huh? Well, I guess the rest of us will have to stick over here with the kids jumble. <laughs> yep. Wow. As I remember it. Garza was not able to be called. They, they wouldn't call him up until he got better secondary pitches, and then they made him throw like all secondary pitches in some of his minor starts, and he started getting rocked because he couldn't throw his fastball, which was his best pitch. So they kept asking him, like, hey, man, something happened to you. Why you're all of a sudden not doing very well? What's going on? And he was like, because I'm not able to pitch the way I want to pitch the way I know how to pitch because these guys are making me do this, whatever. That's That was their blow-up that I remember for that. That was sort of on Garza's side there. Like, well, it's not like Francisco Liriano, who the Tins never screwed around with, and thus was the Cy Young candidate every year he was in Minnesota. Well, yeah, Brandon, or let me David ask Ortiz, this. they let him do what he wanted to do, right? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> nope. So you don't like that the Twins tried to pigeonhole Garza into their little box that they like other players in the system? I'm a strengths guy. Garden. I'm not a weaknesses guy. Focus on your strengths. Get better at them. That- that's fine, uh, but this town will – nobody will question Adelman in this town. He'll send away a number two overall pick like Derek Williams because he doesn't fit into his little box, and nobody says a damn thing. Including I gave you. it a C-, minus, my friend. I hated it. But, but you don't put it on nothing Adelman. Like, you, nothing like putting a guy I notice with a slightly below average grade. What's the difference? Yeah. So what's the I, difference? For sure, I Adelman. gave him a 48 out of 100 on that move. What? I, I, why doesn't he get more heat, that. though? I mean, no, you gave him heat. You gave him a C- grade. That's not – why doesn't Adelman get called to the carpet more in this town for, for having this system that's so inflexible and all these young guys? Mohammed, has he played a minute at all? No. Uh, Derek Williams, he won't play him. All these young guys. What's the difference between Derek uh, between Adelman's system and Gardenhire's system? That Gardy gets so much shit, and Adelman gets almost none. Adelman is better than Gardenhire. In what sense? They both have had some success and well, haven't had some in quite a long time. When's the last time Adelman went to the playoffs? How many years ago was that? Uh, Houston, probably a couple years ago. Not long. I mean, Adelman is a really good coach. He fucks up sometimes, I guess, but he's, by and large, really good. Garden hire, I mean, I don't know. It's, I don't want to, I don't even know what to say about baseball managers, how important they are. It doesn't seem like they do a whole lot, so it's hard to, I don't know. Adelman's a much better, he's much more important to the team than Garden hire is to the Twins. That's what I would say. But I'm not, but I don't know. I don't why. think Gardenhire gets a bunch of shit, does he? It doesn't seem like it. For being sure inflexible and riding young guys, I think he absolutely does, sure. 
I think he does write in young guys. Love that. That's the first thing Stu said in a half hour on this podcast. He gets shit from the same people who give Edelman shit, but none of us are big media guys, so, you know. Stu's a big media guy. Yeah, that's true. Pretty big swinging dick. Yep. Yeah, Stu, why don't you yell more? <laughs> I'll see what I can do. It's just I'm not a yeller, you know that. You're not that's a yeller. True. That's not but yeah, I think, yeah, I don't know. It's not my style. That's not Stu's jam, that's for sure. It really isn't, no. All right, one more Ask Sportive question from at Joey Foodman. That's at Joey Foodman. He said, the Twins got to ditch those home whites. They look terrible, lazy, and dated like baseball Zubas. Thoughts? Anybody what? agree, disagree? What home whites are you talking about? Like that home I think pinstripe? the home whites they've been wearing since about 1986, 7. Pinstripes. Yeah, the pinstripes. Because those, like, cream color off-white ones... No, no, those are awesome. I think oh, those are those. fucking amazing, right? They yeah. should wear those every... Yeah, they should wear those every game. So basically, we're agreeing. They should just go back to those and call it good. Yeah, I agree with you. I like uh, Clarence's suggestion of going back to the powder blues and red script. Yes. I'm, I'm absolutely oh. on board. I'm, I'm totally on board with that. Classic. Oh, so, they so want to like, make them out of the... That same material they made them out of, like, that probably causes, like, cancer and lab rats. Yeah, it was half polyester, half asbestos. Agent Orange. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yo, Ed Bagley ain't going to get let that shit fly. There's no chance that that material's been banned for 25 years. But I think they should. The, like when Puckett I agree, first, I agree. Those things are great. Oh, those, yeah, when Puckett was skinny, that you know, that baseball card, that I love little Puckett. Right Oh, God, oh yeah, and like uh, in the late seven, like Dave Gulps's gut would be just tight in those things. <laughs> yeah, kind of just oh, you can see there'd be rippling in there. It was just oh man, those things are great. Yeah, if, I'd, if that's what they replace them with, I'm on board with that too. So, Food Joe was it Food Joeman? Foodie Joeman. Foodie Foodie, foodie Joe Foodman. That was who it was. Joey, Joey Foodman. Joey. Okay, well, whatever, Mister Food. John. Why are you making uh, fun yeah, of somebody who took the time to send us a question? He's. I'm not making, that's what we do. We like you know give people fun names. Oh. Stu was listening Rocky to rumors Nabisco. earlier. He's high as a kite right now. Oh, that's true. I know. <laughs> God, Stu's eyes are focusing. Stems off of the LP kind of fell out. And <laughs> contact and Amazing. He answered yeah. his phone. Yeah. So, but yeah, I think. Um, yeah, I'm on. I'm on board with the the actual question. Yes. Yep. But only if they replace them with that particular uniform. Yeah. Don't you know, like, uh, some pretty big wheels up in the in the Twins front office? Can't you get get this moving? Get some movement? Mm-hmm. Get some Me? traction on yeah, this? Yeah, you. Yeah. I know Perkins. That's, that's well, awesome. He's got some sway. <laughs> yeah. One of the four professionals on the team. Yeah. Well, that's true. Oh, maybe. Maybe I can talk. Well, they're not even giving him a bullpen car. He's like, you know. He's got All bigger clothes. Maybe you could ask him if he will at least propose it to old Dave St. Peter. I could do that. Yeah, I guess, yeah. That's, that's worth it. He's like in Puerto Rico now or the Bahamas or something, but I think we can, oh, we can do that. The, um, yeah. the conversation with Nick was, um, was great, but he threw me off about how optimistic he was. Was that the only one? Well, as it turned out, his optimism was, wasn't the Twins could go to the playoffs. It was they'll be better than they were last year. And I don't think any of us disagree with that. I think he was a little more optimistic than that. 
Yeah, right? you might be right. Well, didn't he say 75 wins, isn't it? Yeah, which is, what, eight wins, nine wins better than last year? Well, that's, a pretty, wins. that's a pretty hefty. That's a, yeah, pretty that's a big, that's a big improvement. Job. Yeah. No, they could be worse. I mean, that's not impossible. We said this last year where everybody was like, no, they can't be worse. Well, yeah. Guess who was right again? The sportive. (laughs) Fucking us. Right here. Now, we couch this genius with our music talk and our arguing and our trolling each other, but Mm -hmm. we're pretty much right most of the time. Yeah. Pretty pretty much. Do we get enough credit for our Panthers, our, our kitty cats? No, you know. We don't, ah, we don't you talk about it. Oh, they we don't no, talk about it too much. Beforehand. Yeah. yeah Who are, we don't. We're the only two. Were the Panthers your pick for the Super Bowl, or were they your pick as the surprise team? Because didn't we do both? Surprise team. Surprise yeah, team? we did both. Super team. And... Yeah. Stu, do you yeah. remember who you picked? I know that I picked Washington to be really bad, so I was pretty ha- I'm was i pretty happy about that one. Yep, I think you guys are there. I had that, but I think I came out with my upset, my, my good team that was supposed to be bad. God, I, I, maybe see the Cowboys? That's possible. Which they could still win that division, remember. right? <laughs> yeah, I, God, I can't remember. I, I did not say Carolina, though. I know that. No. Was, that's entirely on the, 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 two, co- the two co-owners of the uh, Panther fan bus. On the podcast. John, said, <laughs> uh, John said the Steelers. And yeah, the, uh, oh, that's right. Do you hear they should have won last week? <laughs> and their coach theory, is the best defender on their balance. team. <laughs> isn't, so. the ideal, isn't the ideal situation for the Vikings that Pittsburgh lets them go because of all the stuff that's gone on this year and the Vikings pick them up? Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, yeah. What? Is that a rumor? It is now, isn't it? You literally heard it right now. Holy shit, that'd be awesome. I would love that. I think he's a... He might be no just a good coach who's burnt out of the situation right now and just wants to, you know what, I don't know, I don't like this anymore. This sucks. Oh, bring him back. Let's go with that. That'd be fantastic. Tomlin's great. So, oh, yep. In my what opinion. Are, what are the odds that Leslie Frazier's back next year right now? Like if Vegas was... 11%. Well, 5%. Yeah. 5 No kidding. And I think I'm being optimistic at 5. I think he's gone. No matter what. Rosa put it at 50-50 the other day, and I thought, man, but I mean, I thought, man, that's got to be high. Not not the way this year has gone. Someone's got to go. I mean, they can't just, you know, say, oh, we're just going to move Scott Ulger to the bench, and that's that's our our solution. (laughs) Yeah, we've got one team that does that's enough. Yeah, so that's, yeah, yeah, I think it's as good as done. I think it'll be within, within a week of the last regular season game he'll be done. Possibly he at the good. last regular season. Isn't that how Tice got fired? Didn't he get fired in the locker room he, after the he game? Was, he, uh, he was done by, I think, 7 o'clock that night, if yeah. I remember right. Because I remember they had, a TV, they had a TV crew at Bunny's. Yeah, I remember, like, I don't, know who, I don't know who had it, but he was there at his usual booth at Bunny's, and they had a camera on him, but he didn't want to talk to the media. But yeah, so I mean, he was, he was done that wings. night. Yeah, knee-deep in wings and, like, a bottle of peanut or, yeah bottle of Pinot Grigio or something like that. Sympathy wings. Yeah. Sadness wings. Wing. and wine. Yeah. yeah. I love it. I go there every time I come home, no matter what. Bunnies? And as always, thanks for calling. Yep. yep. You know, we didn't want to hang out. Whatever. No, no of course yeah. not. Hey, Although, we're gonna yeah. we, we are we're this year. Wall. We, we are. We're going to hang out over Christmas. Christmas. 
Christmas episode. It's going to be fun. Sounds like a lot of people RSVP'd. Yep. Good time. A lot of people coming. Aaron Gleeman is hosting. At the Glee Mansion. At the Glee Mansion. The Glee Manor. Yep. It should Glee be Manor's an better. absolute Sorry. disaster, and I couldn't be more excited about it. It will be. It will be, a, at, be a, a joyous clusterfuck. So now, really well. The only thing we have to do now is convince Clarence to show up somehow. Because I, think, I think, think he has family obligations or something like that, but I think you probably all need to write in and maybe tweet at him at Seasomp down on Twitter and tell him how much more important the Sportive Christmas episode is than whatever family obligations you might have going on on that particular day. So Yeah, Clarence, why don't you just bring your spawn with you? Bring I am bringing my wife with me. So. Yeah, she'll watch yeah. him. You're bringing your kids too? Uh, no. Yeah, no, no, no you're not. You need your No, God. <laughs> yeah, no, that's not going to happen. No. Oh, boy. All right, well, I just wanted to say about the twins, um, I'm still, um, I'm not uh, just going to be okay with these two pitchers. They still have a huge hole in center field, yes, and third base, and catcher, and two more starting pitchers. So there's five of their, you have like 12 good, important positions, eight position and five pitchers, and they have five holes of the 12. So um, get angry, Twins fans. Hey, man, I, the, the question I maybe want to close on is uh, I asked Gleeman this the other day. Uh, where do you think the Twins rotation, even with their these two big signings, stands in the division? Where would you rank their starting rotation? Amongst the rest of the AL Central, and I, I couldn't argue with him. He still, you know, he said it's still last. It's not yep. as bad as it used to be. It's not as big a gap as it was before, but there's still the worst rotation. Yeah, but in the division last year, the Twins had the fourth best rotation in the Big Ten. Well, that's <laughs> so. That my point is, they still have. They have to sign another starting pitcher. Some people are saying, why? They have to. There's still the worst rotation in the league as they stand or in the. Division, they got to sign somebody else. Yeah. Well, we can only and hope. As far as the lineup goes, where would you put them compared to the rest of the, the division? At their lineup. Well, where would you rank them? Everybody, Bad. everybody kind of wants a shortstop because Florimon, while great, is going to hit two twenty for you, and it's not yep. that great defensively. I know. Clarence and I. I'm not talking about position, position by position. I'm talking about you know, who's worse than them? Kansas City. No, Kansas City's got a decent lineup now. Chicago was terrible last year. Yeah, Chicago, Chicago was pretty bad. Yeah. And Cleveland is maybe comparable, maybe slightly better. So they're at best they're right in the middle. At at worst they're maybe looking down at Chicago and that's it. Right. Well, they can't be they done right do. now. I mean, they still no. they've got a long ways to go. They've got tw- what twenty million in payroll to go after. Is that about right? At least they're at seventy-two. I think they're seventy-one point But as I, as I think it was Rand pointed out this morning, they got twenty-five million more in TV money coming in next year from the new national mm-hmm. TV deals, which everybody has. So you can argue yeah. about that. But in a lot of ways, they. <laughs> They've been below $100 million three years in a row, I think, now in the payroll. Last year they were all the way down to 70 uh, They started at 50 with this year's payroll. They really, right. There's really no reason they can't keep going as long as they could possibly want to. There's, no, there's not enough players on the free agent market that are, would be improvements that they could actually overspend what should be their budget. 
And even if they did, what do I care? It's I'm not worried about Jim Polad's wallet. <laughs> the only drawbacks are those three and four year deals, maybe hamstring them in a couple of years. That's the only thing they have to worry about. A one year deal, there isn't a dollar figure that they have to worry about. No. It's it's right. not blocking anybody. They have the money to spend. Fuck if it's a one year even a two year deal, you shouldn't be too worried about a two year deal either. I have a yeah, question. they got to go out and get at least one or two more impact bats because I, I'm fine with Florimon at shortstop if he's for sure the worst hitter. But you can't also have Hicks and Ploof and Pinto in that lineup. And I don't think they're going to, Brandon. It, who, who would it be? Maybe a left fielder? Their catchers, there's nobody on the market that they could go out and get their, you know, your John Bucks. It's just there's nobody they get it. Yeah, the only okay. other position is maybe left field and shifting Willingham to DH full time. A third base. Who, who's the left fielder? Well, I think they're set with they. They don't want to block Sano, and they want to give Plouffe another try. Well, that's so I. I, I, that, that, I agree with you, you, but I don't think they're going to. I don't see it happening. Another thing that I don't think, um, and if this is. If this is Garden Hire, I think we don't give him enough shit about it, but he doesn't seem to like platoon players, which to me is no. um, idiotic, right? That's bullshit. You need Proof is a perfect platoon. Just get a lefty that can hit righties, and you're, you're solid because he's yep. way above average hitting left-handers. 2013 answer, Mike Pellerulo is what we need here. The only answer that we've ever gotten is he just doesn't like doing it. That's what Terry Ryan has said. He doesn't like platoon players. Like, what, is it that fucking difficult to fill out a different lineup every day? Jesus I Christ, know. I do, like, a hundred harder things than that every day, and my job's easy. <laughs> yeah, I don't oh, know. Fuck it. I mean, this is baseball. Fill out a different lineup. Who gives a shit? So that's that's weird to me. I wish there was somebody pressing him a little bit more on that, like, because Ploof is half of the answer. Um, but if you're not going to do a platoon, then Ploof sucks. Yep. Right. So, I don't know. But, yeah, you're right. I don't know who there is out there to get, but... Uh, there's got to be a hell of a lot better than what they've got right now. I have a random question for you guys, and maybe you know the answer to this, and maybe you don't. You're allowed to straight up buy players from other teams, right? Like you can trade $10 million for a particular player and just get a player back? Sure. Yeah, why don't Why don't teams with low payrolls do that more often? Especially with, like, prospects. What if somebody, you go around and say, you know what, we kind of like this guy, we'll give you $25 million for him. He might never pan out, but we'll take that risk. There's got to be a, there's got to be some rule against that. Why? So, what would they, they would, like a starting pitcher, they would give Oakland $25 yeah. million for in, one of the guys making make half a million? Instead of, or whatever. instead of trying to sign Ricky Nolasco and Phil Hughes... Make some bet on some guy who's a top 10 or top 20 arm or whatever in the prospect rankings and say, if this pans out, it's going to be the best. It's like the best free agent contract we ever gave out. If it doesn't, well, we just wasted $20 million or whatever you might happen to sell this prospect for. Why yeah, doesn't that happen? Yeah, there's got to be a dollar amount limit that you're not allowed to do. Because, yeah, you're right. Otherwise, that would happen. That would have happened with. Uh, like a Liriano or something back in the day with the Yankees looking for a, you know, mm-hmm. here, $50 million, give it to give them to us. Hmm. Um, well, like you, like you say, I'm sure there's a rule and I'm sure I just don't know it, but right. It seems like that should happen. It would be funny if nobody had ever just had just never thought of that before. That seems <laughs> yeah, wait a minute. Can I just buy him from you? <laughs> George yeah. Steinbrenner was involved in the league for an awful long time. And you know, he thought of that. Oh Yeah. I guarantee. 
Um, yeah, so let's hope that there's a lot more action on the old hot stove for the for the Twinkies. Hashtag hot stove. Hot stove. The hottest of stoves. Well, it's the winter meetings, so hopefully the Twins can really get out there and outbid themselves for Mike Pelfrey. So are you hearing any move in your high-level executive meetings with the, with the Twins? With your luncheons? <laughs> no. No? I have not heard anything. No steam, huh? Your no. ears to no the ground, steam. you're not hearing anything? I was stunned when I saw Lavelle's report that the Twins were in on Matt Garza last night. That that actually stunned me. Yeah, but and wasn't uh, Stephen Drew a name as well? That'd be fun. Yeah, they're not going to thank Stephen Drew. Yeah, he can't. No, he can't. He had to. No, I don't. I don't. If you're going to do Stephen Drew, why just stay with Pete Florimon? The hell, I agree. Stephen Drew is twice as good. In what in what way? I mean, fielding there like a wash. He's maybe a little bit better hitter. Yeah, better hitter. Florimon was like it's not good. aggressively I, no, I bad. It. Yeah, as a but Drew's not great. No, and he's kind not of up and down hitter. too. I just saw last year he had from a WAR perspective, he was really good. He had a like three and a half four wins, which is great. He's good and in the playoffs. PDF was one so. But again, that's just you don't know what's going to happen next year. It's not that forward-looking, so who knows? It's going to be Joe Maurer surrounded by a bunch of shit. Yep. Fun times. Fun times. All right. Yep. Anybody else got anything else, or should we wrap it up here? Probably wrap um, it up. We got to. At least I, I should probably wrap it up. We're, uh, yep. But my wife's. Baking a whole bunch of stuff. It's uh, my, wife, my youngest it's daughter's birth. It's my youngest daughter's birthday tomorrow. So no. we're up like happy birthday cake. Happy birthday to her. Yeah, exactly. And happy birthday to our host, John. Yeah, yeah. John, that's right. Forty-seven John, years old this year. <laughs> 20, 24 years old, going on forty-seven. So. Fantastic. Exactly. Yeah, just happy for him and. You could not ask for a better water carrier if you're a local soccer team. <laughs> God, I'm sorry. I don't Happy mean birthday. that. I don't mean that. Happy God, I, I hate myself. <laughs> John. This happened on my birthday, too, where I was feeling good about myself for like two minutes, and then Clarence jumped in. I was like, well, that's all right. That was quick. I'm done that feeling good really about myself. One too. He yeah. could have let me have it for like ten minutes, whereas you know, no, people are being nice to me. No, he can't. That would throw yeah. off our whole friendship thing. That's just yeah, not how it works. You can't be happy about yourself. For you guys missed it, but Brandon did air, Brandon did finger quotes when he said friendship there. <laughs> <laughs> John, that was a picture of Lagos on that when I tweeted that to you too. I know it was pixelated a little bit, but. Uh, that was Lagos that I superimposed over Marilyn Monroe singing to John F. Kennedy <laughs> in her glittery dress. That, that was Lagos. That was pretty good. Shot. Yeah. <laughs> I think John hung up. <laughs> <laughs> He's tying a noose. I can see him. He's fine. I can see him, guys. Oh. Okay, good. God, it's well, the worst. I hate you all so much. <laughs> I hope you all stub your toe in the dark tonight. That's that the worst bonus, you can do for us. I think Bonus did that like two weeks ago. Well, I, From the Believing in the Geek podcast. I do like John, so I feel bad for him. But if it happens to all you yeah. guys, I'm not going to feel bad. 
<laughs> it's like Brandon having his power go out for seven straight days. What happened that with that, Brandon? <laughs> Tell that story. I don't know. They had three inches of snow, and everything was ruined, basically. That's exactly right. Three inches of snow. We woke up Friday morning, and our power was out, and just no updates from the energy company um, at all. And in Minnesota, I mean, I've had power go out from bad storms in Minnesota, and it could be three feet of snow and 50 below, and it's back on in four hours. Like, it just people mm-hmm. know what they're doing up there, and they didn't down here. Um, there's no salt on the roads, so basically... The night before there was a storm, like, Whole Foods was, all the food was gone. Like, there was just no food left because people are hunkering down like it's the uh, fucking apocalypse. Um, And they were right to do it because you should not leave when there's snow on the ground in Dallas because no one knows what they're doing. Uh, So it was was bad. So power was out for two days. Um, I almost murdered my energy company. Um, Had to stay in a fucking hotel, like, a mile from our house. It was terrible. Um... Yeah, bad times all around. I hate ho- Dallas for, right now. The hotel had power? Yep, yep. It was just one, one, you know, there was... One section of the grid or something. Uh, yeah, yeah, one little tiny section. So, um, But I will say that it's going to be cool that it'll, it'll be uh, 62 degrees on Monday, so... That's not bad. See, that's you know. the that's the real problem with Minnesota. It's no, it's it's no three times in the last week and whatever. But the problem is that it hasn't been above zero that entire time. I know, I know. You just screwed until April, no matter what happens. And There's so no way around it. The roads never get any better because you can't melt it when it's below zero. There's just nothing you can do about it. So you just have to live with it, and it sucks. I know. You have to pretend you like hockey. Ugh. <laughs> Praying for you guys. Way to get through. You get through it. Come on. Awesome prayers. All right. Been down one time. Been down two times. Ooh, Ooh, never, never go back, go back again. again. So good. I've got tears in my chest here. I'm unbuttoning my shirt right off. I was wearing a shirt. I'm buttoning it. <laughs> Oh no! Big afro. I just want to let this keep going until it gets even weirder than this. Grant's <laughs> uh, just talking about his chest hair and do yep. singing guitar solo. It can't get weirder. up right? another doobie. Big yep. chest hair. I'm doing a line of coke off a groupie's ass. Yeah, perfect. <laughs> one of our podcast groupies. <laughs> oh yeah, one of the many. It's not an attractive crew. Hey Wade. Yeah, what's going on? Wade? <laughs> Some cocaine out of Wade's ass. <laughs> Sorry about this. <laughs> Thanks for all the well, money. You know we're yeah. spending it on now. Yeah, I just rolled up the dollar you gave us, and I'm snorting gold. <laughs> I was I was really hoping a lot you, of Ajax mixed in. It's really cheap. You didn't, you didn't give us enough money to get good stuff. I was really hoping last week's sponsorship would lead to us calling more people wieners on this week's podcast, but nobody else yeah, came no, forward. And no, even no, I no, asked no, Wade if he wanted us to call anybody a name, and he didn't. So we should have really given that Saint Croix guy a. A real tongue lashing, try to get more sponsorship dollars just for bitching somebody out for no reason. <laughs> we could have done a little bit more research on the guy and really gotten personal. Um, yep. Next time you want to give us some money, we will research somebody and make fun of them till the cows come home. Make fun of like them John Randall when he would play a guy, you know, where he'd research the guy for <laughs> yeah. insults and he's yeah, we'll, we'll mind we'll, games. We'll, yep, your sister dropped out of college, man. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, we'll do it. We're shameless. That's terrible. All right, sing some more Fleetwood, Fleetwood Mac to take us out, guys. <laughs> <laughs>
Not it. All right, that's the greatest. My wife's running a blender right now. So, um, <laughs> think, I'm think, think of that's like feedback. You want to think of us that way? Well, uh, all right. See you later, Mike. the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.